RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. All right, let's uh, cross the Tasman once again for our third chat now with Tim Wilms from the Unshackled.net in Melbourne. Tim, welcome to RCR once again. Nice to have you back. Thanks, Paul. It's uh, great to be invited back again. Okay, I want to talk about Australian things, but at the time we're talking, um, you are aware and it's made news that our Justice Minister is in some sort of strife. I'm just curious to know how it's being reported in Australia. Well, it has been reported in our mainstream media outlets, uh, though in the, the social media uh, verse, it's uh, it's known as uh, drink driving and crashing your car, ending your career. It's known in Australia as doing a, a Tim Smith. Uh, we had okay. a, a okay. now former uh, Victorian Liberal MP, Tim Smith. He was actually quite good during a lockdown at uh, at uh, t- taking it to uh, dictator Dan Andrews when he locked us down for six times for over 250 days. Uh, but uh, in late October 2021, it was the first full weekend when uh, Victoria was open. Uh, he drank, drove and uh, crashed his car into a fence, almost crashed into a child's bedroom. And that was the, the end of him. Doing a Tim Smith. That's how, that's what it's known as there. Right? Yes, but because he was a, a liberal politician, it, it was okay to, to make constant uh, jokes about him, but uh, I notice uh, with your uh, now former Justice Minister Kerry Allen, uh, you're not allowed to even engage in a pile on because she's got mental health. Apparently, yeah. Well, it's the mental health card is being played, though. Someone did make reference to her botching a ram raid <laughs> because we've yes, had lots of ram raids. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Okay, um, one of the stories that uh, caught our eye over here, you mentioned dictator Dan. There he was, what, within the week or so. Um, was that a like a surprise news announcement or surprise announcement from him? Basically, just welching on the Commonwealth Games deal, it seems. So I think he said some things that, that made quite a few people unhappy. He didn't seem to have any remorse about uh, leading everybody up the garden path. So tell us about what happened there. Well, it was literally a bombshell announcement on Tuesday morning. It uh, it uh, dropped early in the morning that there was going to be a press conference with uh, Dan Andrews and uh, his deputy, Jacinta Allen, who was well, no longer the, the Commonwealth Games minister, uh, she's uh, Dan Andrews' uh, chosen successor from his socialist left faction. Uh, she's also the infrastructure minister who has overseen, well, it's not the infrastructure big build, but it's the big blowout. Both of them got up Tuesday morning. And when the news crosses to Dan Andrews having a press conference, it brings up a lot of uh, PTSD for a lot of Victorians from his uh, daily press conferences during COVID. But he did uh, deliver uh, grim news. He promised a games like no other because it was going to be in five regional hubs. It was going to be the Victorian Commonwealth Games. Uh, so in Geelong, Bendigo, Ballarat, uh, Shepparton and Morwell. Uh, so he promised a games like no other. Well, 
it is a game's like no other. He's he completely canned them, and there was a lot of Victorians who were worried about the that there would be cost blowouts. I mean, I don't think uh, Dan Andrews and Jacinta Allen have delivered anything on budget on time, right? Uh, so there was talk that. It should basically be moved to Melbourne because, well, we hosted the Commonwealth Games in 2006. We've got the the MCG, which can be the athletics. We've got a state-of-the-art aquatics and sports centre. We've got a state hockey and netball centre. We've got the Melbourne Park, which is used for the Australian Open. That can be for, for the velodrome cycling, you yeah. name it. But uh, because uh, Dan Andrews wanted this uh, regional games, even though the Commonwealth Games Federation warned him, look, this is is going to be quite expensive, move most of it to, to Melbourne. He seemed to be determinedly stubborn. So rather than uh, decide to move it all to Melbourne, where everything is, I uh, decided to cancel it completely. And now, uh, Victorian taxpayers uh, could be on the hook for hundreds of millions of dollars in compensation. Uh, 500 oh million, it's reported that the Commonwealth Games Federation is after. And that could not be the end of it because there might be additional fees, charges Victorians might have to pay to which a city uh, ends up hosting the Commonwealth Games. And of course, Dan Andrews, like he did uh, when he locked us down, he's, he said, we make no apologies for saving people's lives. He said, we make no apologies for not taking money out of uh, health and education to, to fund the Commonwealth Games. Because he said, since the state budget, which was in May, we're in July now, the cost had blown out from $2.5 billion in the budget to six billion to or as high as seven billion he said that's incredible um when you think about it and that was his plan was to go and build new infrastructure items in these uh distributed centers um that weren't there before sort of as one-off facilities for the games was that where he was coming from well he said that most of the the Commonwealth Games facilities, uh, sporting facilities, would uh, remain in in the the regions as legacy uh, projects. Though it has been reported in our press in subsequent days uh, that uh, they had a plan to uh, build a new pool uh, down at uh, Armstrong Creek, uh, which is further down from Geelong planning to build two 50-metre pools and another pool, only to rip them up after the 12-day games and leave residents with a 25-metre pool. Okay. Doesn't sound like uh, much of a win. And how come that budget, was there any explanation of that budget blowing out so much? Because that's massive blowout. Huge. Well, he seemed to lay the blame on uh, one of the uh, consulting uh, firms uh, because it's it's quite politically popular to be, beat up on the the big four accounting firms. They've a lot of government advice consultancy is has been outsourced because the public service is inefficient. One of the big four accounting firms, PwC, uh, has been engulfed in a scandal that uh, they were advising the government on international tax law 
how to make uh, Australia's tax law be able to uh, get uh, multinationals to pay tax while at the same time they were advising these multinationals how to avoid tax in Australia, so using mm. insider information. Yeah. Uh, so Dan Andrews has said, oh, the initial uh, budgeting uh, was done by another big four accounting firm, EY, basically implying, oh, that well, they got it wrong. Again, trying to abdicate responsibility that- so it's uh, never Dan's fault, right? It's no, never no, Dan's uh, fault. No, it's, it's never, never, never his fault. And uh, he couldn't possibly have uh, foreseen, even though he's the one that bid for the games. And actually, back in 2019, the Victorian government was advised not to bid for any major uh, events uh, for the foreseeable future. And this was before COVID. In fact, he, uh, in his press conference, he intimated that he had done the Commonwealth Games organization, whoever they are in Australia, a favor by sort of taking it on as if they were desperate. He he kind of couched it in that terms. And I think I saw one of those um, from the uh, Commonwealth Games um, establishment in Australia being quite grumpy about being cast in that light. He said, no, that wasn't the case at all. Oh, Dan Andrews is a gold medalist when it comes to spin deflecting blame and uh, always trying to paint himself as uh, making the the tough decisions yeah see that's that's how he tried to well he was successful at portraying himself as that during COVID and now uh, it was announced in at the beginning of of 2022 that uh, Victoria would host the 2026 games and given that well we come out of the the world's longest lockdown dan andrews part of his i guess giving uh the electorate hope in election throwing, in throwing them a bone a piece like, of meat look yeah. uh, we're going to be back on the map in 2026 hosting this uh, international event it's going to be showcasing all of victoria we're going to be back and uh, of course promising all this infrastructure to the regions there were been many people who voted for him in those regional centres on that promise of of infrastructure. So he's yep. got their votes, and six months later, he's with the right. election three three and a half years away, uh, he's although he's he's still promising the the projects. Obviously, there's not going to be the tourism spend yeah. that would yeah. have come with the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, and uh, also there's talk that this could actually be a fatal blow to the games itself in the big picture. This could kind of take the games out, the Commonwealth Games out for good. Has there been any talk about that where you are? Well, there has been various commentators who've uh, speculated or hypothesized that uh, the, the word is now that uh, Scotland and uh, Wales are interested in right. the, the games. And so there, there's always, you would know, everyone's gotten a, an opinion and a bold yep. prediction that uh, they like to make. Obviously, the Commonwealth Games, formerly the Empire Games, it's former members of the, the British Empire and current members of the, the Commonwealth of Nations who compete. So it's not the world's best. And uh, of course, it's very easy for Australia to top the the, the gold medal yes <laughs> medal tallies. It's pretty easy for us. Yeah. So there's that as well. 
The other thing that Dan Andrews said in that press conference is, was this the hardest decision I've ever had to make? No. He 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 almost just sort of blew off the decision as if it really didn't mean anything. And you can you know that that's not the case. It means a lot. Well, cancelling the Commonwealth Games in 2026, I mean, it really doesn't affect me personally, uh, <laughs> unlike uh, when he forced me in my home for 23 hours a day. Fair and, uh, you know, when uh, we were permitted to leave, we had to wear face masks like in in terms of the the impact of the not as bad as that yeah yes uh though it is interesting that there was a snap poll done by roy morgan in the wake and his labor party's popularity has plummeted we do it by two party preferred it's gone from 61 to 39 uh, between wow. labor and the labor government and the the Liberal National Coalition opposition and Dan Andrews' popularity is now in negative territory, which we'll need a few more polls to know if that's a a trend. But it'll be quite extraordinary. Dan can lock down the city, turn Victoria into a a police state uh, for the best part of uh, two years. And yet the, the, the one thing that could really bring down his popularity for good is cancelling the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. It's like uh, Al Capone got done for, for tax, not killing people in the end. It's, it's it's funny how it goes. Okay, and just speaking of that two-year lockdown period, another thing I noticed in the news here was a Sky News clip with, I think it was, uh, is it Sherry Markson? Is it Sherry or, or Sharon? Sherry um, Markson. Sherry Markson, the journalist who I think um, got a scoop with Trump and wrote a book on the Wuhan thing, but she was talking on Sky News to the um, Victorian woman uh, who was arrested. She was pregnant, and I think she had put a Facebook post up calling for some sort of demonstration against those lockdowns and uh, sort of the police state behaviour. Police turned up, and uh, everything was captured on a live stream, but um, the charges were dropped, and she's been on TV just in the last week or so. How did that go down? Well, obviously, it has reached New Zealand. Now, Zoe Lee Bueller, uh, she was arrested for incitement in September 2020, handcuffed in her pyjamas. And at the time, uh, the uh, Victoria Police Assistant Commissioner, Luke Cornelius, who got the nickname uh, Chief Wiggum for his uh, appearance, uh, basically uh, channeling the Dan Andrews line that, uh, oh, we make no apology for charging uh, this woman. Obviously, it's not a good look handcuffing a pregnant. No way was it a good but, look. Uh, but uh, she was engaged in, in serious uh, criminal behaviour. But yeah. last year, uh, Victoria Police uh, dropped the charges because they deemed that it was no longer in the public interest to continue prosecuting her. And none of these incitement charges have stuck. Uh, Monica Schmidt, who was actually imprisoned uh, for over 20 days when she was charged with incitement because she wouldn't sign off on the bail conditions. This, I think, was part of the reason why Victoria Police charged these people with incitement, uh, which hasn't been tested in the court uh, because they could put them on strict bail conditions, which uh, restrict their access to social media. Uh, So Monica Schmidt actually refused to sign off on bail conditions, which would have meant she would have had to delete all of her reignite democracy Australia 
online content, yeah. eventually the bail conditions were lessened and so she was released. Uh, but uh, Zoe Lee Bueller, her arrest obviously was the one that generated the, the most, I think, disgust. It was the darkest time in Victoria during September 2020. That was the second extended lockdown where we weren't going to get out of it until we got to zero cases. Oh, gosh. Insane when you look back at it now, isn't it? Just insane. Oh, yes. And uh, Jacinta Ardern uh, in 2021 locked down the whole of New Zealand over one case. And yes, yet I remember that. crushed the virus. Yeah, it's incredible. And to... Um, to think that they were just using those arrest tactics just to silence people. They weren't even interested in having a case, right? That wasn't the object of the exercise. No, it was about obviously crushing dissent at the time, but having a chilling effect. Like, don't you dare think of protesting or even writing something online, thinking about uh, protesting because, you know, well, we'll break down your door and, and handcuff you. The joke was that if someone knocked on your door during lockdown, it's like, who's coming over to visit? <laughs> yeah. It must be Victoria Police. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of Dan's goon squad. And yet he was re-elected. This is what I can't understand. Well, it just it goes to show how terrible how opposition has, has been. A former uh, campaign director for the Victorian Liberal Party, Tony Barry, uh, described the Victorian Liberal uh, division as where hope goes to die. Uh, they recently <laughs> okay. lost, it lost a federal by-election in Aston. It was the first time an opposition had lost a by-election to a, a government. The current leader, John Pesciuto, uh, he's decided that he's going to stake his leadership on his uh, expulsion from the party room of, of Moira Deeming, who spoke at uh, the Melbourne Let Women Speak rally by Kelly J. Keane, yep. uh, which, of course, uh, the local neo-Nazis decided to turn up as well. And so John Pesciuto decided to expel her from the party room as guilt by association. So he's not travelling well either. Yeah. <laughs> so we're basically still a one-party state at the moment, still have a hopeless opposition, and we also have, it's called the cult of Dan Andrews. So they're called Dan stands on Twitter. There's this account PR guy 17 uh, who constantly spins, uh, <laughs> spins the, the Dan Andrews message. And there's also another more creepy literal. That's her name. Dan Fangirl uh, had a Dan Andrews birthday cake. And you remember how Donald Trump said he had the most loyal supporters and that it, that he could shoot somebody I'd fit yeah. that and he wouldn't get any vote. Well, Dan Andrews could shoot people down Swanson Street and PR Guy 17 and Dan Fangirl uh, would defend him. Incredible. you you got to wonder what's going on in the heads of these people. I know. Maybe, they, and- maybe they're on the payroll. You, you've seen him in action in press conference. He, he comes across as nasty, uh, menacing. Yes, he does. He, re- yeah. he, he, he really knocks up, uh, especially at the journalists, especially the female ones. Yet he, he's, he, he's portrayed as this uh, social justice, compassionate, kind 
kind leader. Yeah. I think it's the way he talks. I think he's got that sort of, you know, that casual sort of sounding oh, matey sort of voice. He never he never quivers. I mean, even his enemies give him credit. I he he never gets hardly ever gets flustered in a in a press conference. He's always good at controlling the the press gallery. Yeah. And a master of of spin. He's as good as political spin as the late Shane Warne was at leg spin. Okay. Yeah, and he's got those sort of funny sort of eyes. He's there's something going on with the eyes with him behind the glasses. Anyway, that's that's just me. Hey Tim, good to catch up again. Thank you for bringing us up to date on your side of the Tassie. And it's interesting to hear how the Kerry Allen story is being reported over there. Uh, so we'll talk again, no doubt. Probably next time Dan Andrews does or says something. So Tim Wilms from the Unshackled.net. Thanks again. Thank you, Paul. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.